Are you walking in the freedom of homeschooling? Listen, I know you're homeschooling, but are you walking in the freedom of homeschooling? I know how much you love your children and how dedicated you are to providing them with the best education possible. But I also know that sometimes you have expectations and stress and overwhelm and all of that can get in the way of you truly walking in the freedom that homeschooling should provide you with. So in this episode, I'm going to share seven areas for you to focus on so you can break free from those chains and make sure that you're walking in the freedom of homeschooling. You deserve to experience the true freedom that homeschooling can offer. That should be part of the reasons, one of the major reasons that you're doing that. So trust me, this is going to be a game changer for your homeschooling adventure if you let it. So get ready to walk in the freedom you deserve and create a homeschooling experience that you and your family are going to love. Have you felt overwhelmed and stressed out lately? Do you feel like you're losing yourself in homeschooling and motherhood? Feeling like you're on the brink of burnout but you really don't know what to do? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Catch Your Breath, the podcast that helps homeschool moms banish stress, take control, and find peace and balance in their lives. I'm your host, Inga Mason, a homeschool mom, Christ follower, and mental health and wellness advocate. And in this podcast, you'll learn concrete and practical solutions for reclaiming a sense of calm, regaining control over your stress, and nurturing your well-being so you can experience more freedom and fulfillment in homeschooling and life. So, whether you're folding laundry, prepping for a lesson, or just need a few minutes to yourself, why not take a moment? Grab a piece of chocolate and pop in your earbuds and let's tackle this homeschooling journey together. So, are you with me? Ready, set, breathe. Are you excited about this one? I am. Uh, um, one of the things that I talk to my clients about is freedom. When we talk about homeschooling and we're looking at all the things that we're doing, I'm always checking in with them to say, but do you feel like you have freedom? And if you don't, (laughs) that can be the thing that derails all the plans, causes you to have stress, sends you to the burnout bus, and it just takes away all of the joy. So this episode, we're really going to be focusing on helping you know what it looks like when you don't have freedom and then what it can look like when you are free. But before we dive in, I need to take a moment to check in with you. How are you doing? I hope that you're taking time to care for yourself and that you're prioritizing your well-being because one of the things that can steal that freedom is if you are not taking care of you. So remember, it's okay to take a breath. It's okay to ask for help. And if you don't have a support system, which I know can be challenging, it's okay to make that a priority, to to be intentional intentional about finding that. Know that you really are not alone in this journey. So no matter what the devil tries to tell you, and no matter how it feels on your hardest day, you have a community that's here for you. I am here for you. Even though I've never met you, I promise you I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your family. I'm praying for your homeschool journey. And I'm praying that you find strength, that you find patience, that you find joy in your role as a homeschooling mom. And so as you listen to this podcast, if there are things that you want me to talk about, please just let me know. Drop it and come to the our 
Facebook group. That's the best place to get in touch with me, but also the reviews. Let me know what you love about the show and then let me know what else you want to see because I want to be there for you. Remember that you don't have to do this alone and truly you are doing an amazing job and I believe in you and all of the people that are in your life that really matter, they believe in you too. So how do you know that you're walking in freedom? The truth is most times you can tell. You just know, you just like something is not right. And you may not have called it freedom, but you just feel, you know, we talk about that overwhelm, but you just feel like you're comparing yourself to other people. You're, you're trying to do all the things, but you don't really know why you're doing the things that you're doing. Um, you are doing a lot of shoulds because people say you should do this and you should do that. And so you're like, okay, well, let me do this. But you really are dreading every day. And you're feeling honestly like you're on the brink of burnout and you're kind of like, I don't know why, because I want to do this thing and I'm trying to do all the things right, but it just doesn't feel right. And you can hear other people talking about their homeschool journey and they're saying how amazing it is. And you're like, wait, what about me? Why is that not happen? Why can't I experience that? Well, if that is what you're feeling, I want to give you some questions to ask yourself to really determine if the reason that you're feeling that is because you're not walking in freedom. So get your pen, get your paper. I want to talk through four questions that you can ask to determine if you truly are walking in freedom. The first question is, am I finding joy and fulfillment in homeschooling? Now, listen to me. I do not mean that All of your joy and your fulfillment should come from homeschooling because homeschooling is one part of what you're doing in your whole family life. However, if you are spending that time homeschooling, there should be some joy in that. It should be bringing joy to your children, to your home. There should be some excitement and you should be able to see the beauty and the freedom and the choices you get to make and the things you get to do. And if you're not seeing that, if you really are thinking, what is that? I don't know. I'm not feeling the joy and fulfillment and I don't see all the positives and all the amazing things, then that might be a clue that you're not walking in the freedom. The other part, and this is key, and this is really what this podcast is all about, is are you taking care of your own well-being and your needs? I truly believe that in the homeschooling space, a lot of times we spend so much time talking about the children and what the children need and and in terms of their curriculum and their learning styles and them meeting friends and all of that stuff that we actually forget that we are the educators. We are the teachers within that home and without us, it doesn't work but we don't take care of ourselves. So you want to ask yourself, am I prioritizing my self-care? Am I making sure that all of those seven parts of my well-being, my physical, my mental, my emotional, all of those are taken care of? Am I carving out the time for some rest, for some relaxation, for rejuvenation, for those things that bring me joy? If I'm not doing that, I'm not walking in the freedom of homeschooling. The third question you want to ask yourself is, am I embracing the flexibility? Homeschooling should adjust and adapt to your family. Your family shouldn't have to adjust and adapt to homeschooling. So as you're thinking about what you're doing, ask yourself, do you feel like you can be flexible? Do you feel like if you want to go and teach at the beach, you can? Do you feel like if you want to take a break? You can. One of the things that we do, I just say about breaks because people always are surprised by this, but 
birthdays or holidays in our homeschool. Now we homeschool year round, so we have some more room to be able to do that, but they are holidays and that's the freedom that I've been able to give my kids. And I want that to be a special memory for them. I want them to see that this is something we can do because we homeschool. And can you adapt the plans? Can you adjust? Do you feel like when you start on lesson one of the curriculum and it says there are 15 parts, are you feeling like you have to do all 15 parts of that lesson each day? every day and you must go from lesson one and go through every single lesson up to 180 or for the 36 weeks or whatever that is if that's what you're feeling then you are more than like not more than likely you are not walking in freedom 100 percent, because flexibility and freedom means you make the curriculum the homeschool the lesson whatever adjust to the needs of your family and then finally your fourth question is am i creating a nurturing nurturing and a positive homeschool environment. And what that means is am I do I feel like I can prioritize relationship over rigor? It doesn't mean that you don't teach to mastery and you don't um, try to ensure your children have the best academic education, but do you feel like that's the constraint of what you have to do because of some and I don't want to say arbitrary um, assessment because the assessment comes from somewhere, obviously, and, you know, we do want them to go to college, but are you feeling restrained by that so that you don't have the environment, the loving and supportive environment as the first thing that you're looking at? And are you feeling within that environment that you can't infuse your Christian beliefs, your, all of those things that matter to you? If you can't answer yes to all of those questions then more than likely you are not walking in freedom but don't get sad because there is something you can do about it well first things first is that you want to pray you want to pray you want to reflect on those questions and then you want to you want to pray over the answers and you want to ask God to give you guidance to open your eyes give you discernment to see where are the areas in which you need to be focusing on What are the things that you are doing within your homeschool that is taking away from the freedom? And ask him to speak to you, to guide you. Ask Holy Spirit to be with you as you make these choices, as you move into the next season. Depending on when you're listening to this, if this is the end of your school year, then what changes are you going to make going into the new school year? If it is you're already smack dab in the middle of the the school year and you feel like you can't make changes, if you're smack dab, in the middle of the school year and you feel like you cannot make any changes that is a clue that you are not walking in freedom because you can make changes whenever you need and so you want to be really clear about if that's the feeling that you have I've got to do something different so what does it look like to walk in freedom as my pastor would say I'm ex- I'm happy that you asked <laughs> because I'm going to give you an acronym to help you be able to walk in freedom. And so we're going to use freedom as our acronym. Freedom has seven letters and we're going to use those seven letters to help us to focus on the areas that will allow us to walk in this freedom of homeschooling without feeling stressed or overwhelmed. 
you don't have a pen, go ahead and get that pen. So you can jot this down. You'll just put freedom on the left side of your paper. And the F is for flexibility. We just talked about that. We want to embrace the flexibility that homeschool offers. And as just as I just said, you should be able to adjust your day, adjust your plans, adjust your schedule. You have the freedom to make that work however you want to. One of my, my dear friends uh, talks about how we should be able to and I'm not going to say it as eloquently as she does, but she just talks about she's she's a giver and she's truly there for family and friends and, and moms that are in need. And she has five boys, so she's busy. It's not like she's not busy, but she is able to adjust her schedule because she keeps that schedule flexible to be able to be the hands and feet of Christ. And it's a beautiful picture of being able to stop what you're doing, adjust what you're doing, go and take care of somebody serve somebody to make room um if i call her she'll make room in the schedule to talk to me to listen to me cry just all of that just to see that flexibility and be able to say okay i can get back i can adjust my routine and then get back and create one that works for my family if i need to go out of town i can go out of town i can come back and adjust i can i'm just flexible right i'm 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 thinking of gumby (laughs) You have to see me. I'm smiling right now because I'm thinking of Gummy way back from my days and how flexible he was. And that's what you want to be able to. You want to be able to 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 bend and shape and move as needed. Okay. The R is for rhythm. You establish a rhythm in your homeschooling routine. But where the freedom comes in that rhythm is it is the rhythm that is unique to you and your family. It doesn't need to look like anybody else's. And yes. You can ask for input about schedules. You can see what people are are doing so that you can kind of see what it looks like. But it should be your own rhythm. It should be your own flow, your own structure. Um, You should have a consistency that that feels like your family, but still allows you some room for spontaneity. And, And you only you know what that is. It should be something that meets the needs of both you and your children. So it shouldn't be one sided. That rhythm should be something that you're like, okay, and you know that you have a rhythm because your children know what the rhythm looks like. They know what to do when they get up. They know what to to do after lunch or before lunch or whatever it is, but they still have had enough flexibility. They know we, this is what we do, but also we need to be flexible if, if somebody calls mom on the phone and she says, throw your shoes on, we're, we're going out somewhere. Or if someone says, can we have a play date? Then we know that mom can say, okay, press pause on what we're doing right now. Let's have this play date. And we know we can come back to it afterwards, or we can pick up the next day. So they know that we do this this time, we know do that this time. And what that does for them is it gives them a sense of stability, but it also gives them a sense of responsibility so that they know, okay, I am responsible for this schedule in terms of I do this first and I know we do this. So there's really no excuse. You can know that you don't have that freedom if it feels like Not that every day can't be different and and enjoyable and and open, but if every day it's kind of like, I I don't know, I can't think. Or if you're so constrained by the schedule that you're saying, okay, by 8.22 we have to do this and 8.28 we have to do this and then we do this. Like I don't have times on my schedule like that because I'd rather have a routine. 
right? I'd rather have this this rhythm that we're like, okay, we do this first. We do we always do our devotions first. We always talk about um, our topic that comes out of the devotion, and then we do our pledges, and then and so there's there's this rhythm that whether we do that at eight or we do that at eight fifty, and I'm lying, it's not eight. <laughs> we usually don't start till nine. 9 30 but whether we do that at 9 or 9 30 or 10 30 or whether we had something in the morning and then we come back at 12 we know that we start our day this way the first e is enjoyment it honestly breaks my heart when i see homeschool moms who are not enjoying homeschooling and it also brings back memories because i i went through that time and when i was going through the diagnosis of a you know, what was going on with my body with the chronic illness, I didn't have a lot of enjoyment. And there was a reason behind that. But the truth is, I didn't. And I was trying to to be okay and do all the things. It just it was not good. It was not pretty. But you know that you're free when you're walking in freedom, because you can focus on finding the joy, creating the joy and the enjoyment in your homeschooling. You know, that you can make learning fun. You know that you can engage not just your child, because this is key. And I've always been like this as a teacher, that I need to enjoy the lesson too. (laughs) So a lot of times when people are talking about all the fun things that we're doing, I'm like, I'm doing that for me too, because I do not want to be bored trying to teach this lesson. So if I know that it's something we have to learn, I need to figure out how I can make this fun for me. So trying to find joy in the activities and the resources and then finding resources and activities and things that I would like finding ways to spark curiosity and excitement in them but also curiosity and excitement in me like I didn't know that that is pretty amazing let's talk about that a little more and then the enjoyment for me is is having fun with our achievements and our milestones exploring our city and our town and doing that in a way that is still a part of our academics right which it means that we have to have flexibility and we have to have a rhythm so we know where we can fit this in but I believe that enjoy this and the more you enjoy enjoy it the more that your children will enjoy it because they will see that okay learning can be fun it truly can be enjoyable to go from not knowing something to knowing something the second e is empowerment And I'm all about empowerment. But empowerment for me comes from knowing who God has created us to be and knowing what he has called us to do. I feel like once we are very clear with that, then we can be empowered. And so in this way, when we're talking about homeschooling, we have to recognize our role as the primary educator of our children and then embrace that responsibility we have to walk confidently in knowing that God has called us to do this and if he called us to do it he will empower us to do it and then we have to trust our ability that he's given us because he has given us this we've got to trust that and make our decisions we've got to do our you know do our research find out what we need to find but then we got to make the decisions and then we have to trust the decisions and then we keep going and say okay this is what I decided to do and I'm going to do it we have to choose the best approach for our family and then trust that we've made the best approach for our family, not go back and and forward right and then we have to then create and tailor an education that is suited 
for our children, for our family, for their needs. And then we have to trust that. I like to say that it comes from trusting God, which then allows you to trust yourself because you're trusting yourself in him. You're not leaning to your own understanding, but you've got to be able to say, okay, he's told me to do this. And now I got to trust that I can do this. That's the trust yourself I'm referring to. And then we have to trust, trust the process, which then means we have to create a process in order to trust. We have to say, okay, God, help me, guide me, lead me, Holy Spirit, tell me, help me to understand what to do. And we know he doesn't come and just sit on the bed and do that. So we've got to trust that if we're, if we're praying, if we're reading the word, then he's going to give us that guidance. So then we can trust ourselves in that I've done the work. I've, I've had intimacy with God. I've spent some time with him. So now I can trust myself that, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I, I trust myself to create this process, this, this procedure, this strategy, if you will, this rhythm. And then I have to trust that. But what happens is sometimes we start with the process and we're trying to trust the process, but we don't trust ourselves, And so the process, we don't know where the process come from. We're just like, Ugh. and then, or we try to say, well, I want to trust myself because I know I can do this. I am enough. I don't need anybody else. But then we, that self-doubt comes in and it's because we didn't start with him. We didn't start with trusting him and we have to know what his word tells us about us being able to homeschool. If we can know that, that he did give us this power, like this is a choice, but he also, I believe he lays it on our spirit and, and lets us know, then we can trust him and we can say, okay, all right, well, let's go. Let's do this. The D is for downtime. Mm, mm, mm. Please, please, please know that when you are truly walking in freedom, you prioritize the downtime for yourself and your children, and this is the most important part, without guilt, mm -hmm. without guilt. You know that it's okay for you to make time to rest, make time to relax, make time to have some unstructured time, make time for play, that you can go out with them and play kickball in the backyard, that you can uh, snuggle on the couch and read some books, that you can play some games, that you can have some downtime where it's not structured. It doesn't look like everyone else says it's supposed to look. And you're, you're appreciating the value of playing together, of exploring together, just going on hikes and asking questions of pursuing hobbies with them, of letting them pursue those hobbies. And you are walking in freedom when you create intentional space for that downtime to happen and when you do that you know that you're not having the burnout and you're not having the the overwhelm because you've prioritized that you know you have freedom when you don't have guilt about your downtime when you thoroughly and fully enjoy your downtime when you don't have to apologize to anybody for taking your downtime you know you're walking in freedom the o is organization Mm -mm -mm. this is the conviction one for me sometimes I know when I'm not walking in freedom it's because of this one and that is developing some organizational strategies that are going to work for you this one's a hard one I'm in the boat with you so I'm not throwing you in the boat by yourself mine is the paperwork like you come and see all the stuff that I have to grade and and all the different paperwork stuff and I have all the folders and I've labeled all the stuff 
But with all the things that are going on, sometimes the organization of my paperwork goes down by the wayside. And so when I'm feeling that overwhelming stress, when I come into the schoolroom and I see it, or I'm looking for the paperwork we started on, but I can't find it for the next day, or I'm looking for my tutoring students, and I'm like, I know we started something. Mm-hmm. That's the one where I know. But it's not just about the paperwork. It's making sure that you are organizing established routines, that you have some sort of rhythm in terms of this is what we're going to do and that is a structure and a framework to complete your lessons and your assignments that's what I think of a schedule like we know this is when this happens but it's not necessarily driven by the clock it's driven by for us at least some people need the clock and that's fine for us it's a little different because I just look at okay first we do this then we do this then we do this and then I know okay this went over a little longer we didn't do this this day we need to do it next we need to prioritize some more time for this or do something else and then the other piece of keeping track of the resources and the materials I have a homeschool closet and I'm sitting in my office right now looking at one of my other off uh, one of my other closets that I put shelves in with some other things and I need an organizer I'm actually waiting for um, the home edit I think that's what the name of them are that business I'm waiting for them to do a homeschooling contest and then come to the homeschooling families and see if they can organize our stuff that's that's what I'm waiting for I'm waiting for that show and I'm I'm going to apply for that and be on that when that comes but just making sure that you can keep track of your resources and your materials and and I this one is the conviction for me I'm still working on that because a lot of times I'm like I know I have that thing and it'll take me forever to find it and then I'm like okay I've got the label but I digress you see I, I told you we're in this together you are not on your own with this one but having those systems really are, is going to help you to reduce stress. You're going to have some efficiency in your homeschool environment when you have that organization. So if you know that organization is something that you are challenged by anyway, when you're looking at are you free, that might be the thing that you have to look at. Final one is the M is for your mindset. Dun, dun, dun. That one is huge. It's the final one, but as we say, Last but not least, because for sure, your mindset plays a critical part of walking in freedom. It's not just about having this positive mindset and having a growth mindset, although that is important. It's also, and this is the way I say it to my students and my clients, is it's what you think about and then what you think about what you're thinking about. So it's what you tell yourself about those thoughts. And so some of the ways we that mindset part plays out is how do you look at the challenges in your homeschool? Do you see that as an opportunity to, to learn, to grow, to troubleshoot? Um, how do you see when, you're, when your children struggle? How do you see when you struggle? What are you telling yourself about those struggles? Are you thinking of, of this as a long-term thing. And it, and when I say long-term, it doesn't mean like you plan on homeschooling from kindergarten to 12th because for you, long-term could just be that full school year. But are you looking at it in totality and saying, okay, I don't have to look at this one day and define everything that that is going on or not going on based on this one day. I can look at the whole year and say, okay, what does that look like? And Mindset is huge when it comes to hard days. And that's that's one of the, this is 
hard days and like talking to mom about hard days is where all of this came about because I don't believe that we talk enough about hard days and you'll hear me say this over and over again as you're listening to this podcast but I don't believe we talk about hard days enough and I I don't think we have the right mindset around hard days that's just my personal opinion but I'm sticking with it and so that mindset issue is what really can derail you walking in freedom because you're you have to really you know there's a I don't remember who the author is but he says just thinking thinking you have to Think about what you're thinking about. And so what I say, you have to check your mindset. You have to do a straight up check. Like, let me think what I'm thinking about. And you might have to just do a dump and say, okay, what do I think about homeschool? What do I think about how I'm doing? What do I think about how my children are doing? And see where are, and be honest, because it's just you and yourself and God. Um, And maybe your children, your husband. But just looking at that so you can start to say, okay. And then what do I think about the fact that my children, that we have 180 lessons and it's day 152 and we're only on lesson 100. You can do some work to say why are we but more importantly what do you think about the fact that you're on that lesson? What are you telling yourself that that means? Because that mindset is what is going to matter. The mindset what you say to yourself what you think about things and what you say about what you think about is going to affect all of your mental well-being. Walking in freedom means that you have a positive mindset about it, that you see challenges as opportunities to grow, as an opportunity to do something different, to learn something different, that you know how to look at hard days that you, and basically how you look at it is just that they will happen and it doesn't define who you are. It happens because we're humans and you can learn something from it or you can just put it in your past and go, it was a hard day uh, and then we keep going. But you know what you're thinking about and you're you're checking yourself. One of the things, and we'll, we'll do an episode on this. <laughs> it's a brand new podcast, so we can do an episode on all the things that I've been saying forever. <laughs> but Philippians 4.8 is one of my favorite verses and it really became my favorite verse from one of my pastors in Winter Haven really helped me to focus on this when he was talking about the things that I was saying. And he said, basically, you have to check your thoughts. You have to constantly be checking your thoughts. And so as I kept on working through that, I realized that this Philippians 4, 18, 4, 8, Philippians 4, 8 should be kind of a litmus test. If I'm saying that right, it's probably not even a litmus test. But when you have a thought that you're kind of like, I'm not sure about this thought, I mean, especially when you think about your mindset, you go through and ask yourself, all of those different things. And if it can't pass that, if you can't say yes to that, then that's probably not a thought you need to have. It's definitely not, it's not a helping thought. It's not a holy thought, right? It's not a heavenly thought. And so you probably shouldn't have it. But let's just recap. Walking in freedom, you want to focus on flexibility. You want to make sure that you embrace the flexibility that homeschooling offers. You want to look at your rhythm and ensure that you've established a rhythm in your homeschool routine, one that works specifically for your family. The E, the first E is for enjoyment, that you enjoy this journey. You may not enjoy every single day. That's not what I'm saying. But overall, you know that you've made the right decision because you enjoy it. Empowerment is all about recognizing that God has given you the power as the primary educator of your children. And you can walk in that and you can embrace that knowing that you can trust God, trust yourself, trust the process. And then the D is downtime, that you prioritize downtime for both yourself and your children without guilt, because that's key. 
The O is for organization that you prioritize organizing and developing strategies um, that work for you. And then the last, lastly, the M is for mindset, that you have a positive mindset, that you know what you're thinking about and you think about what you're thinking about and that it's Philippians 4, 8, right? That you have the right mindset around it. This definitely was a loaded episode, right? So I hope that you'll find some time to reflect on this and to ask yourself the questions and then develop a plan to ensure that you're walking in freedom. If you saw value in this, please let me know. And I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today on Catch Your Breath. I hope that this episode is giving you some practical tips and encouragement to help you to catch your breath and know that you can manage stress. You can have balance in your homeschool journey and you don't have to do this all alone. So, uh, (laughs) well, that's my cue. But if you enjoyed today's episode, would you consider leaving a review and subscribing to the podcast? Your feedback and support really mean the world to me. And if you haven't already, join my free group, Empowered Homeschool Mom, to find out and be able to truly enjoy this homeschool journey. You'll be connecting with other like-minded moms and you get to share your wins and your struggles and receive exclusive content from me. So remember, leave a review, share with someone, and just let me know that this was helpful. Until next time, remember to breathe.